0: IN-DEPTH, INVESTIGATIVE.
1: THIS IS KXAN NEWS TODAY. Round Rock ISD is asking for more time to get an armed guard on every campus. Good morning, I'm Tom Miller.
2: Good morning, I'm Sally Hernandez. Last night, the school board voted 5-2 to two in favor of requesting a good cause money, exception having, to the there's new there's law requiring them to put an officers officers officer at every school. Uh, now that allows the district more time to come up with some kind of plan. The district police chief says it is looking to go forward with the peace officers, but he says that's difficult right now because, as every district in the area looks to meet the new law enforcement requirements, it's, tif- it's difficult.
1: What this HB three is driving across the state is, is a um, is a, a need for sworn, certified, licensed officers that just don't exist, and so the the impact is going to be particularly felt here in Texas. I don't. I, well, part of our plan for recruitment is to go nationwide f- trying to attract SROs to relocate. The
2: first Maybe year. One year. The chief says up. with the plan they're looking at, they will be compliant okay. in the okay. 2025 20, 2026 20, 20 school important. year.
1: Just up the road, Leander ISD is joining the lawsuit against the Texas Education Agency. This is over new rules for grading schools. The district board voting to join it last night.
2: Under the new changes to get an A rating, districts need higher graduation rates. They also need higher rates of students considered college career or military ready. The TEA recently announced that it was delaying the release of the campus grades Now, Keep in mind, the T.E.A. recently announced that it was delaying this, and they said that they have their reasons for doing that in the lawsuit that they joined.
1: Going in depth here, there are other local districts in this lawsuit against the T.E.A. locally, these include Del Valle, Pflugerville, and Hayes okay nick bannon is joining us as we kick off a friday morning yes. happy to have you happy thank friday. you can you believe it's the final full day of summer today oh
2: gosh well we can't tell by no. the look of the forecast
3: <laughs> well it very much feels like summer yeah. and it uh, sure will even into the first couple of days of fall. This is how it is outside right now where we're well into the 70s, middle and upper 70s is what you're stepping out into. In many ways, it's going to look and feel like yesterday morning did. Humid with increasing clouds. We've got a partly cloudy sky now, but I expect low clouds will start to fill in over the next few hours. You can see out the door at 6, becoming mostly cloudy, more clouds than sun at 8, and then we start to slowly increase the sunshine as we head through 10 o'clock. Notice we're in the 70s the next few hours, but it's sticky and then 80s beginning at 10 before we really start to heat up again this afternoon. The question is, we did it yesterday. Will we keep avoiding 100 degrees here for the rest of the year? We'll show you when we're most likely to hit that magical or not so magical number. We'll show you the increasing rain chances as we head into the weekend and just how much rain we could have in the bucket by next week.
1: Hopefully a lot. Thank you, Nick. A man is dead after a shooting on Austin's South Congress Avenue. Austin police say several people called 911 around 530 last night. Happened in a parking lot of the SoCo Apartments, part of South Congress between Dittmar Road and William Cannon Drive. And when police got there, they found a man shot. Minutes later, he was pronounced dead. Detectives still speaking with a person of interest, but police didn't elaborate.
2: President Joe Biden is taking steps to help reduce gun violence in the country by launching a first-of-its-kind White House Office of Gun Violence Prevention. President Biden and Vice President Harris believe the new office will allow for the implementation and expansion of key executive and legislative action, ultimately helping to save more lives. Vice President Kamala Harris is gonna oversee the new office. The office leadership will also include Stephanie Feldman, a longtime policy advisor to President Biden on gun violence prevention as the director. More jobs will be available for Austinites in the coming years after the city agreed to a deal with a semiconductor manufacturing company, allowing that company to expand.
1: KXAN's Grace Reader is breaking down the new deal with NXP.
4: Without objection, it is approved.
5: Thursday, Austin City Council members approved an economic development agreement with NXP, a semiconductor manufacturer, to support a more than $290 million expansion and modernization of its two Austin facilities.
4: It's, since it's been seven years since the city's done a, an agreement like this that they are in essence the first.
5: The agreement offers tax breaks to NXP. In exchange, the city of Austin will get more than $1.5 million and a say in some community benefits. That includes the Company matching the city of Austin's base pay and putting money towards child care inside and outside of the company.
1: And we're supportive of the, the idea that this is also going to support uh, child care around the facilities where
5: we operate. NXP already has more than 2,700 employees in Austin. This expansion will require them to hire 53 more, something many current employees advocated for during City Council Thursday. I have worked at NXP for 26 years.
0: For the past 24 years.
5: I just celebrated my 25-year anniversary with NXP semiconductors. Of the people at council, the majority of those objecting to the agreement came from one group, Central Texas Interfaith, who said it wasn't necessarily against the agreement.
4: But we do believe they should have exceptionally high standards.
5: The group asked city council to postpone its vote, but the body instead voted unanimously in favor of the contract. Grace Reader, KXAN News.
1: NXP says that this contract will help strengthen the company's application for federal money through the CHIPS Act. It says that could eventually bring in billions of dollars to, in revenue to Central Texas. For some context on the CHIPS Act, part of the reason that it gained bipartisan support in Congress is because it encourages semiconductor manufacturing here on American soil, and it comes amid continued global supply chain issues. Yeah,
2: the law provides $200 million for workforce development programs here in the U.S like Austin Community College's dual credit classes for high schoolers interested in going into chip manufacturing. Why the Department of Defense is sending service members to the U.S.-Mexico border and what the mayor of Eagle Pass is asking from the federal government.
1: And listen to this, some people in a central Texas city may be switching up their toothpaste, the big change coming to their tap water. Good morning. The Department of Defense is sending close to 800 additional service members to the U.S.-Mexico border. This is in addition to the hundreds of National Guard members already there.
2: Already there. The decision comes amid another migrant surge in Texas. The mayor of Eagle passed declaring a state of emergency after thousands of people arrived at the border, many from Venezuela. This new surge is approaching the all-time daily high from back in May and is putting a major strain on border communities, like the city of Eagle Pass. The mayor, Rolando Salinas, telling NBC News that he would like more support, he would like more action from the federal government.
3: What would you tell President Biden right now? I would tell him, please, we need to do something to control the situation. This is not normal. It is not normal for thousands of people to simply be walking in in a line without consequence.
2: Just yesterday, a three-year-old boy drowned while attempting to cross the Rio with his family. Pin up later on the Today Show this morning, NBC News' Tom Lamas goes inside a makeshift processing center to hear from the migrants that are desperate for shelter.
1: As one city's fentanyl crisis tightens its grip on students, what that Central Texas School District is doing to educate the community.
2: A new app that could save you money getting around Austin.
4: We'll check in with the Longhorns as they get ready to face Baylor tomorrow night. And we've got highlights from our high school KBVO game of the week between Belton and Blooberville High. That's later in sports. Keep it here. Good morning,
3: 444. On this Friday, the final full day of summer, we show you how it looks from our Whittlesey Landscape Supplies Camera in South Austin with a Decent visibility here this morning, although low clouds gonna be building in, it's gonna be another hot, humid day here today. Take a look at these satellite images of now tropical depression, Kenneth, In the eastern Pacific Ocean, it was the 11th named tropical storm for the region this year. But Kenneth now expected to stay under tropical storm strength uh, as it stays over the open ocean. The storm should continue to gradually lose steam in an unfavorable, uh, unfavorable environment and continue to weaken as we head through the week, according to the National Hurricane Center all right the historic banyan tree in lahaina hawaii is sprouting new leaves after a devastating wildfire there as we know the fire buried the tree but didn't destroy it after the fire's arborists applied compost to help the tree recover local news reported there a famous tourist site the banyan tree was imported from india and planted in front of the lahaina courthouse and Harbor in 1873. So getting some leaves there sign that it truly did do really well considering. It's symbolic.
1: It is symbolic, I mean, and it was charred. I saw in addition to the compost, they were sort of aerating the soil. They were doing everything Mm -hmm. they can to give it some nutrients. And and it's beautiful to see it's recovering. Sign
3: of hope for that area too, Mm -hmm. as they all try to uh, recover and uh, rebuild in that area. Yes, You bet. What are we looking forward to when it comes to our weather? Well, we're still on track to get some (laughs) rain. Looking forward, yes. uh, Because we gotta get through a few more hot days first. This area of high pressure, that heat dome that we watched so much over the summer, well, it's back, and it's just to the southwest of us here, and we'll stay that way through tonight. But as we get into the weekend, it's going to slowly work its way farther and farther away, and by the time we get into Monday, it's going to be far enough that we can actually allow a cold front to drop in. It's not going to make it very cold, but it is gonna cool us off from near triple-digit heat. We're going now for a high of about 98 here today after getting to 97 in Austin yesterday. There is still a chance we could reach 100, especially tomorrow, and now Sunday, I'm going as the hottest day uh, ahead of that cold front that drops us down into the mid-90s on Monday. Before we get to eventual higher rain chances, let's take you through today first. Low clouds giving way to sunshine. We've added a low 10% shower chance for our eastern counties today during the afternoon and early evening, and it should be very light stuff. Then we get into your Saturday morning, starting again with the low clouds, but then the rest of the day is very sunny. However, Saturday evening, we've got another low chance of rain, this time in the hill country, where some spotty storms could come in real late in the evening before we take you into Sunday. Sunday's rain chances looking a little better as we head into the late Sunday evening and overnight hours ahead of what should be the wettest day coming on Monday. Rain chances on Monday are now up to 60% and then they drop considerably Tuesday and Wednesday. So. All hope rests on Monday. Unfortunately, the rainfall expectations have lowered a bit. Now a quarter of an inch to an inch most of this coming Sunday night into Monday. But hey, it's better than nothing, right? Clouds to sunshine is our forecast today with a high of 98 and that low shower chance to the east. There's your weekend. 99 Saturday, 100 on Sunday with those higher rain and storm chances Sunday coming real late in the day. So I think most of your weekend plans are uh, reasonably dry but just hot. Then that cold front coming in during the day on Monday. Sunday drops us to 94. It'll be helped by the clouds and showers and storms around. Lingering showers possible Tuesday with a high of 91 and only a 10% rain chance Wednesday and 92. Then we start to warm up just slightly here by Thursday with sunshine. But no more signs after Sunday of near triple-digit heat until hopefully next year.
1: Hopefully. Okay, thank you, Nick. Hayes CISD is again dealing with kids overdosing and it comes after four students died last year. It was from fentanyl. District says it's doing everything it can to educate and inform. KXAN's Nabil Ramana spoke with students who've been impacted. We made this up as a team, we made it.
0: On game days. Discipline, respect, attitude, commitment in one team. You'll find most Hayes CISD football players. We wake up at five in the morning to come put in work talking football. It's going to be fun to watch. Fun for y'all to watch. But it's not the only thing
1: on their minds. We had two two kids that overdosed and thankfully we were able to, to revive them with the Narcan.
0: That was this year. Just last year, four kids died from overdosing on fentanyl. Never heard about four in my life until these past two years. Colin Richardson goes to Layman High School. He hears about fentanyl often. Uh, I feel scared. I'm very scared about it. Timothy Boyd over at Johnson High School. He lost a close friend to the drug. It hurts to say, but he's, he's not the only life that's been lost from it. The worst thing you'll ever do as an educator is, is bury a kid. Lance Moffitt, the athletics director for Hayes CISD, he's helped put together a program called Coaches Versus Overdoses. The program helps educate students, parents, and the community. By passing out info packets and drug disposal kits at football games. Just to be able to raise the awareness and give kids an opportunity to you know talk to each other and know what the different lingo is. Packets like this show statistics and what certain counterfeit drugs look like. Hayes CISD superintendent Eric Wright says following recent overdoses, he's worried. But hopeful, this program will help.
1: We really had a bad batch of pills last summer, but I think we have another influx now. Don't know where they're coming from, um, but we need to educate so that people will will still um, stay away from them.
0: As for the students, they play an important role as well in the fight to save lives. It impacted me because I lost a friend. This is your life you're experimenting with. This is your this is your future you could be just potentially destroying. it. In Hays County, Nabil Ramadna, KXAN News.
1: Looking in depth here, opioids including heroin, prescription pills, and fentanyl have caused the most overdose deaths in Texas. Governor Abbott saying last year, more than 2,000 people died from fentanyl in the state, more than five people per day. Lawmakers have passed several new laws to battle the crisis, one classifying overdoses from fentanyl as poisonings, That could trigger more potential murder charges in overdose cases. October is now Fentanyl Poisoning Awareness Month. Public schools now required to have staff to assist with opioid abuse prevention and awareness. And another law allowing for the distribution of Narcan or other reversal agents to Texas colleges and universities.
2: Austin, police are asking for your help to find a man they say assaulted a cashier at a gas station with a beer can. APD says the assault happened on September 8th at the Valero Gas Station. This is on North I-35, the Frontage Road, near Breaker Lane. Police say the suspect argued with the cashier and then hit him with a beer can. If you take a look at the man caught on camera, we'll have these pictures for you on our website if you're listening on the podcast. If you recognize this person, please call police with any information. Thousands of Texans have been removed from Medicaid by mistake and forced to wait months for food assistance.
1: And whistleblowers with the Texas Health and Human Services Commission have shared this concern for months now. They say their worries have only worsened. They sent a letter to Governor Abbott urging him to intervene. And now Texas congressional leaders are calling on the Biden administration to enforce federal Medicaid standards and audit Texas HHS. What we've asked is that the suspensions be stopped until the audit is complete. There's no reason why thousands of additional pregnant women, children, individuals with disabilities should be denied access to a family physician until we're sure these problems are corrected. The governor's not yet responded to that whistleblower letter. Data from the Kaiser Family Foundation shows more than 888,000 Texans have been removed from Medicaid Since the federal government's COVID protections ended, more than 80% are children.
2: If you're listening to our newscast while you're brushing your teeth, you should know the (laughs) Municipal Utility District announced earlier this month it's no longer adding fluoride to its water supply for Brushy Creek customers. So what does that mean? It means customers that were notified of the change. You should also know the Centers for Disease Control says lots (laughs) of cities add the substance to water to help prevent tooth decay. In a statement, the MUD's general manager said the water naturally has some fluoride in the district. It will just stop adding the additional fluoride that puts levels at those recommended by the CDC. The district says it is doing this and they're doing it for several reasons, including scientific and environmental concerns. One customer we met says that he spoke with his dentist after hearing of the upcoming change.
5: This dentist says that they would still recommend having it. So in the and in the absence, okay, well you can you make sure you're using the toothpaste and the mouthwash and the varnish and you know just keep on top of it yourself.
2: Yeah, the mud will stop adding fluoride and they're doing that on December first. Also in Williamson County, some people in Georgetown reaching out to us earlier this week saying their water smelled very strange. A Georgetown official told us when rain sediment washes into the lake, that can cause a change in the taste and the smell. They describe it as an earthy or maybe musty smell. The water's still safe to drink, and the taste and odor goes away, they say, once the water settles.
4: This is KXAN Sports, brought to you by Thomas J. Henry. Good morning, Texas, a day away from starting their final go round in the Big 12 Conference and their final trip to Waco as Baylor's conference foes. This game could be tight. The last two weeks, the Longhorns have been in a tight game heading into the fourth quarter, but they've excelled in the final quarter of the past two games. The Horns have outscored Alabama and Wyoming 42 to eight combined in that time. So Texas is certainly emphasizing tightening up and executing down the stretch in order to secure victories.
1: Before season, I feel like SAR kind of like said, like, oh, we need to start winning the fourth quarter. That's the main part, that's when we've been losing at. Lately, so I feel like we kind of like put that in our head that we need something to go for. Big 12 play is
0: a—it's a whole new ball game. Everyone's starting fresh. Um, you know, it, it's cool to see what we've done so far, um, but you know we can't hang our hat on that. Um, we need to keep the ultimate goal in our in our vision.
4: High school football, our KBVO game of the week last night. Flugerville High hosted Belton at the field with a capital P. Pick it up in the first quarter. Belton up 7-0 already. And Sean Snap takes this screen pass for a touchdown from 22 yards out. 14-0 Belton. But here comes Pflugerville. They score a touchdown to get it to 8. And then Ryder Miller turns on the Jets here. That is an 86-yard touchdown run. And after the extra point, Pflugerville only down by one. In the third quarter, fourth down and three for Belton. And Diego Coleman would not be denied. He goes into the end zone right there. 21-13 Belton. They win this one. 36 to 19 over Pflugerville High we've got the Battle of the Lakes tonight Lake Travis and Westlake will face off at Cavalier Stadium both teams undefeated on the season kickoff is set for 7 30 and you can check it out on KXAN.com that does it for sports let's go back over to you
1: for those listening on the KXAN Today podcast thanks for joining us here's what we're tracking at five A man is leading the charge to take back money after the city of Taylor gave itself, the council members, nearly a $4,000, I should say 4,000% raise. Thanks for joining KXAN News
0: today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.